Why, hello there. Hi, everybody. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, good news to those who use the app chat. We did, I think, set it up to where this show has its own uh, in-app chat. I don't think it is in place yet, but we changed the, sh- the the settings to where it should. So hopefully by the end of the week, those of you who send a message through the KPL app chat, you will be able to select the Joe Cunningham show rather than just hitting general message to do so. But that's cool. You guys will be able to know which show you're talking to. If you don't have the app, go to your app store, the Google Play store, the Apple app store, whichever. Type in KPL News. Download the KPL app chat. You will get the news of the day. You will be able to listen live no matter where you are. When I was on vacation last week, I had the app. I listened to Moon a couple mornings when I wasn't busy fishing. Of course, I would ignore Moon to go fishing. And then I would text it in pictures of the fish I was catching. Because that's how you're supposed to taunt Moon. Anyway. You can listen no matter where you are in the country. You could be in Oklahoma, you could be in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, like I was. Open the app, be able to listen to it there. But you need to download the app and you need to send your chat in through the app chat. You can call 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation there as well. I need to start with some polling. And I know how everybody feels about polling. I feel the same way, but it's data. And it's data we need to pay attention to. And it's not just what the poll says, it's the information surrounding the poll that's just important, just as important. Greg Hilburn with the USA Today Network has this write up today. New poll by Remington Research shows that Stephen Wagaspak has made a jump in the polling, is now in third place. He's within 10 points of Jeff Landry. John Schroeder is within 10 points of Stephen Wagaspak, and Sean Wilson is actually in first place in the all-in primary that we in Louisiana love and adore so much. Wilson has 27%, Landry has 25%, Wagaspak has 16%, Schroeder has 7 and then it just trickles down from there. 18% of the voters are undecided. I think that that's a very important number as well. By the end of the summer, as we get into fall, what you really want is for that undecided number to be extremely low. But we're not there yet because not really many people are paying attention to this gubernatorial race. There hasn't been a whole lot of action on it, which makes me kind of suspicious of those results, particularly the changes in the percentage. I don't think Stephen Wagaspak has. 16% of the voter ID, much less support. Um, I think he's probably closer to 10 to 12%. And I think John Schroeder probably has between nine and 10%. I think it would be a lot closer between them. If we start counting those undecideds, those undecideds are people who are not Democrats and they are not Jeff Landry voters or they're not sold on Jeff Landry. So it's going to go to, whoever else they feel is acceptable. Shannon Hewitt and uh, Richard Nelson, 
they ain't it. Uh, conservatives are kind of wary about Hewitt. Nelson just doesn't have the name ID. He doesn't have the track record yet. But based on what he said on the campaign trail, I like what he's saying, and I hope that he does have a future in Louisiana politics. But 27% for Sean Wilson, I'm pretty sure that's his ceiling. 27 to maybe 29% for Sean Wilson, and that's just consolidating the Democrat vote that might actually show up to vote on Election Day. That's probably his ceiling. The question is going to be, can Jeff Landry grow and can he go, go into a runoff in first place rather than behind because the Republican vote is being split by a bunch of other Republicans? I'm not sure. Also, while the Waggis Pack people are saying this shows clear momentum, he's still nine points back. If all 18% of the undecideds come in, that poses for Waggis Pack, that poses a problem for Waggis Pack. I don't think that will be the case, though. There's something else here, something else that needs to be noted. This poll was commissioned by Reboot Louisiana. That is the Waggis Pack aligned political action committee that ran the attack ads against Jeff Landry. They are a pro Waggis Pack group, which automatically you should assume that there are a few points in Waggis Pack's favor and a few points against Jeff Landry that should be flipped around somewhere. I would imagine that Jeff Landry is closer to 29% and Waggis Pack is probably closer to 13, 14%. If you try to unskew that poll a little bit. Now, Remington's not bad, but the poll is being pushed by Reboot Louisiana. They commissioned the poll. They immediately sent it to Greg Hilburn. Nobody else had it. They were the exclusive there. It was dropped to the media. It was done by a private group. It was dropped to the media. That tells you that it's a push poll. It's meant to shape a narrative rather than show that the narrative is working. I don't think... As of right now, I don't think Waggis Pack has 16% of support behind him. I don't think Jeff Landry is within striking distance, which is what the poll kind of implies. But, again, nobody's really talking about the governor's race in general. We have a lot more things going on. We have I mean, the legislature still taking up a bunch of our... Um, a bunch of our political discourse, what happened there, uh, that is something that really needs to be addressed still. And I'm hoping that the candidates on the trail will begin to uh, address it. The fact that we don't really have a, uh, the fact that we don't really have a conservative majority, despite having a Republican majority, is something that Republicans who are running for governor who say they are conservative might want to address. But the legislative session took up a lot of our oxygen. Uh, there hasn't really been a whole lot of advertising going on. There's been some on the radio, there's been some on TV, but there's not really much else going on, nothing really capturing our attention. That 18% undecided is important. That 18% undecided 
if you had to ask me right now, I mean, if, if I, if gun to my head, some of that goes to Waggis Pack, some of that goes to Schroeder, a tiny bit might go to Hewitt and Nelson, a tiny bit might go to Landry. I don't think much, if any of it, goes to Wilson. I think Wilson has pretty much consolidated Democrats. There are no other Democrats that are actively looking to take his spot as the nominee for the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, in fact, just endorsed Wilson. The survey was of 896 likely voters. It's good that they went with likely voters and not registered voters. Registered voter polls tend to skew heavily Democratic. They're also fairly inaccurate because there are a lot of registered voters and only about, at most, 30% show up. Maybe more given how important the election cycle is seen to be. But, I mean, you're looking at anywhere from 18 to 25% during a congressional depending on how big that is, too, and how motivated the voters are. And in Louisiana, not always that motivated. So registered voter polling, not always so accurate. Likely voter polling, more accurate. Waggis Pack is shown as the only candidate demonstrating momentum at this stage of the race, noting that he has only polled 2% in the previous Remington poll that was conducted in March, while Landry's support fell from 30% in March. You know what also happened from March to now? A legislative session. And Landry wasn't very loud, very vocal during that legislative session. That's where a lot of this drop is coming from. That legislative section took a lot of oxygen out of the room. Waggisback's momentum can be seen growing because people have been spending money on his behalf. That, that, uh, that Reboot Louisiana PAC has been spending money on his behalf. As the anti-Landry vote consolidates, though, it's not all going to consolidate around Waggis Pack. It's still going to split, and again, I don't think he gets all of it. But that could change. Landry does have to show some growth. Landry needs to get back up to 30%. Landry has to find some way to take those undecideds, those undecideds and bring them to his, to his camp. I have some thoughts on that. I'll get to that in a little bit. I want to go ahead and take this break. Plus, your calls, 232-1542, is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. That and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or you can check the KPL app, hit the little text message button up in the upper right corner, hit general message, and send whatever message you'd like to the show. Uh, going back to this poll, Remington, uh, the Remington poll showed Waggisback's name recognition has grown from 21% in March to nearly half of primary voters, with 28% viewing him favorably and 21% viewing him unfavorably. It showed Landry's name recognition has also grown from 65% to 77%, but that his unfavorable rating has surpassed his favorable 40 to 37%. That part does not surprise me. And here's why. 
again, this is a poll that was commissioned by the uh, it was commissioned by the pack supporting Waggus Pack, and it was immediately released to the media. That tells you a lot. It tells you it was a it was a poll that was meant to show momentum and show some growth for Waggus Pack, but. There's something to understand about Jeff Landry's numbers perhaps dropping a little bit. And you're seeing the same thing on the national level. In fact, I want to get to some national stuff when we come back. American voters, and yes, even here in Louisiana, voters need more than just a culture war fight. And Jeff Landry has been very good at fighting on the culture war stuff. But what he has not done yet, not done very clearly, is laid out a vision, laid out a message for how he's going to fix the other things that concern voters in the state. Jeff Landry can't do a whole lot to fix the economy. But as far as the fiscal solvency of the state, as far as things he can do to make Louisiana's economy a little bit stronger, what he can do to try to seek to to help encourage more jobs to move here, things that will have a positive impact on Americans. Remember, you may not like it, but deep down voters want to know, what are you going to do for me? It's not just what scary thing the progressives are doing that he's going to stop. But what is he actually going to do to make voters' lives better? Landry still has to come up with that message. He's still got to be able to put his best foot forward and tell Louisiana how he's going to make these changes. Because that lack of favorability, that's the Landry campaign not being able to fight the message that he is a bigot, he is a homophobe, and he's pushing all these hateful things for our school libraries. I guarantee you that's where that's coming from. He's got to be able to provide a positive message that isn't solely focused on the culture war stuff because not every Louisiana voter is solely focused on the culture war stuff. He needs to tell voters what he's going to do for them. That takes me to a national poll that a lot of people are paying attention to but not paying attention to the right thing. Have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Back soon. Okay, I know what I said I was going to talk about, but I just read this headline from Barstool. A burglar robbed a woman at gunpoint and made her add him on Facebook and then went home and DM'd her to ask her out. I don't actually need the story. Uh, the headline alone is enough to just get me through the rest of the day, I think. I can, I can feed on the energy of that headline for the next six to eight hours and likely will. Anyway, 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, send a message through the KPL app chat as well. I need to talk about this NBC News poll that came out yesterday. Didn't really make a lot of waves yesterday. It started making waves today because a lot of the folks who are paying attention to it are paying attention to the wrong thing. A lot of the folks paying attention to it are saying, see, see, voters don't care about Republican issues like abortion, things like that. The only Republican issue that people care about is immigration. 
but you need to understand a couple things. It's not just immigration. Let me read to you the data. Which characteristic makes you more likely or less likely to vote for a presidential candidate? Supports deploying the U.S. military to the Mexican border to stop illegal drugs from entering the country. 55% of GOP primary voters say that would make them more likely as opposed to 29%. 46% say supports deploying U.S. military to the Mexican border to deal with immigration, as opposed to 40% saying it making them less likely. 46% say we should not allow kindergarten through eighth grade teachers to discuss sexual orientation or gender studies with their or gender identity with their students. 46% say that makes them more likely to vote. 46% say it makes them less likely to vote for a candidate. If a candidate says supporting states banning transgender adolescents from taking puberty blocking medication, 41% says it makes them more likely. 44% says it makes them less likely. Scrolling down a little bit, supports banning abortion after the first six weeks of pregnancy. 29% say it makes them more likely. 57% say it makes them less likely. Abortion is not the first thing that takes most voters to the polls. It's up there for conservatives. But it's not the number one issue, never really has been. That's actually fairly close to how it polls across the board. But 55% of GOP voters say they support deploying the U.S. military to the Mexican border to stop illegal drugs from entering the country. Ron DeSantis the other day released his immigration agenda, his southern border agenda, his his policy planning. Donald Trump says, well, he just copied and pasted mine. But it's interesting that it's not the immigration part of it that voters are more likely to support. Here's the thing. 55% of voters say they, they would, they're more likely to support a candidate who supports deploying the U.S. military to the Mexican border to stop illegal drugs from entering the country. 46 say they're more likely to vote for a presidential candidate who supports deploying the U.S. military to the Mexican border to deal with immigration. But of the ones that say deploy the U.S. military to stop illegal drugs from entering the country— only that only makes 29% less likely to deploy US troops to stop immigration 40% less likely to vote for a candidate that supports that it's the drugs it's the fentanyl it's the crime remember what i said in that last segment what jeff landry really needs to do and yes jeff landry has has focused on crime and he has focused on these fights and everything. But it's got to be about the fentanyl crisis. It's got to be about the illegal drugs flowing into the country. That 
has the attention of a lot more of the voters that these candidates need than the folks who want to send troops to the border to stop illegal immigration. Remember, it was, what, a month or two ago that, uh, uh, what's his face, Uh, Merrick Garland, in Senate testimony, said that the cartels are doing this on purpose. They are flooding our streets with fentanyl on purpose. Fentanyl is one of the biggest, scariest issues where crime and drugs are concerned right now. The Biden administration, late last week, over the weekend, yeah, on Friday, announced arrests and investigations into Chinese chemical companies that were responsible for producing and shipping the base components for fentanyl to the U.S. and to the cartels. But the Biden administration is not focusing on the cartels. They are not focusing on the border. They're not taking the border seriously. They still refuse to take the southern border seriously. Nationally, that's what the focus has to be. Nationally, the focus has to be on how do we stop the illegal stuff, not the illegal people, but the illegal stuff, the drugs, the crime, the human trafficking, all of this terrible stuff. How do we stop that from flowing into the country through our southern border? You will find that most Americans are okay with immigration. They're even okay with people maybe cheating the system a little bit. What they're not okay with is a flood of people and drugs and sex trafficking and all of this crime across the border. That's what has them worried. And the Biden administration, we've talked about it routinely here, the Biden administration has refused to take the cartels seriously on this. If they are flooding our streets with fentanyl on purpose, as Merrick Garland, the head of the Department of Justice himself, has said... How is that not an act of war and how are we not treating it as such and demanding more from Mexico? Knowing full well the cartels basically run the Mexican government. There's something else here and this goes back to the previous segment. Every one of these issues that NBC News polled Supports deploying the U.S. military to the Mexican border, uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, and class, uh, banning transgender adolescents from puberty-blocking medication, providing more uh, funding for and weapons to Ukraine, repealing bar- parts of the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, banning abortion after the first six weeks of pregnancy, says Donald Trump won the election in 2020. Supports pardoning rioters who overtook the United States Capitol on January 6th. Threatens to penalize or financially harm businesses that make statements on LGBTQ and other issues that they do not agree with. Wants to address the federal budget deficit by reducing Social Security and Medicare benefits for those not already enrolled in the programs. You will note that very few of those, especially toward the end, which are I put in descending order in terms of support, 
Very few of those are actually positions of Republicans. They're just implied positions of the Republicans by the media and by the Democrats. But at the same time, it has to be noted the Republicans have allowed that narrative to build. Because just like here in Louisiana, the candidates that we currently have running for president are not telling us what they're going to do for us. The candidates are not saying how they're going to fix things. By and large, they're not saying how they're going to fix things. What they are saying is Joe Biden has ruined everything. The last guy ruined everything. The guy before that ruined everything. It's different variations of somebody else has ruined everything. You've got to, you've got to hire me to fix it. They're not telling us what they're going to fix or how they're going to do it. You know what's not polled in here? The economy. How likely are you to support somebody that says, I am going to stop the runaway spending that is causing inflation. We are going to reduce inflation. We are going to fight hard to make sure that we are not flooding the economy with free money and devaluing our dollar. We're going to fight a recession. We are going to make sure that whatever happens, we stave off the economic uncertainty that you are facing every day. We are going to open up drilling we are going to open up oil and gas production in the country so that we are not importing it and your prices can actually drop because we will create a glut in the market. We will fix the supply chain issues that have plagued us. We will make sure that we have the things that you need for your families on shelves. We will cut the red tape and end baby shortage formulas. We will cut the red tape and make sure that you have access to the goods that your family needs. We will find a way to cut taxes so your burden to the government is not as great. There's nobody out there saying any of these things. The people who are out there talking the loudest are talking about Donald Trump and Joe Biden and how they screwed everything up. Nobody is giving anybody else a solution. Nobody believes the Biden administration when they offer a solution. And nobody is listening. Nobody on the Republican side is giving a solution. In Louisiana, what is Jeff Landry going to do to right the economic ship of state for Louisiana? What is Jeff Landry going to do to convince companies to start bringing jobs back, to convince oil and gas companies that, yes, you are welcome here. Forget what the last guy said. We are going to make this a great home for oil and gas once again. How do we, as a state, bring those companies, bring those jobs, and bring that money back? How do we as a country bring that back? How do we as a country stop the economic uncertainty that keeps us from being able to go out and do the things we enjoy to do? Because we're not sure if the economy is going to go belly up tomorrow. Things are broken, yes, and these candidates are all pointing it out. But nobody's talking about a solution. Nobody has said, give me the Gorilla Glue. This is where I'm going to put the pieces back together so we have things running properly. Nobody is offering hope. Yes, Jeff Landry is a fighter. Yes, Ron DeSantis is a fighter. Yes, Donald Trump is a fighter. But they're staying stagnant in the polls. They're not growing. You know who is growing in the polls? Tim Scott. 
Tim Scott's stock is rising. You know what else? There's a lot more media coverage of him. Do you know why? Because he's offering a voice of hope. He is offering something. He's offering a better tomorrow. He is talking about something positive. He is talking about the promise of America and how that can bring so much more to Americans. Somewhere along the way, conservatives forgot the other half of the term warrior. Happy warrior. That Andrew Breitbart special. Somewhere along the way, conservatives forgot that and they just wanted the warrior. They wanted somebody that would throw a punch. They never stopped to think that Americans could really use somebody who's smiling when they throw the punch, if they throw the punch. And the punch needs to be a last resort. Because, yes, conservatives love it when their guy throws a punch. But to the people who are not as conservative, the people who are in the middle, they just see a violent dude throwing a punch. What positivity can they bring? What positive message can they bring to the table? If you're worried about somebody like Stephen Wagspack overtaking Jeff Landry and becoming the governor of Louisiana, then you need to call Jeff Landry's campaign. You need to say, hey, look, I'm a voter. I'm a supporter. But I think we're fighting too much and we're not offering good solutions. I think we're focusing too much on the negatives. I think we're focusing too much on the culture war stuff. I think we need to offer hope. I think Jeff, I really want to hear Jeff Landry offer hope. Do you know why he popped so well at the beginning of his campaign? That's what his campaign announcement was. It was a message of hope. But since then, he's gone all culture war and has not talked about that hope very much. He's stagnated. Stephen Wagaspak's grown a little bit. John Schroeder's grown a little bit. And don't get me wrong, I don't think Wagaspak, I don't think Schroeder, any of them would be bad. I think anything would be better than getting another Democrat in there for another four to eight years. But if you really think, as most Louisiana voters seem to think, or at least Louisiana Republicans seem to think, that Jeff Landry is your guy, you need to help him understand. You need to make yourself heard and help them understand we need positivity, we need hope. We need something to vote for, not something we're voting against. 232-1542, we've got a little bit of time when we come back from this break, plus your messages on the KPL app chat, all that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the program, real quick note, I-10 westbound is now open at mile marker 122. Remember earlier, there was a vehicle accident there that shut down the westbound lanes on I-10. Congestion is currently at seven miles, but traffic is moving again. Uh, You may still want to avoid that area if possible for a little bit longer, but that should be clearing up soon. Do you remember uh, a few months ago, there was a story that came out about an assistant principal that was that had sent an email around at a Rhode Island school uh, asking for donations for an illegal immigrant student. And the school and the principal, they were attacked. 
the a Freedom of Information Act request has revealed the email. I want to read it to you. In part, he only owes two thousand out of the five thousand dollars. But if he does not pay that by February first, they will kill his family in his country. We have a student who came to America with a coyote. When they when they come illegal, they usually give them a time frame to make a payment of five thousand dollars to those who bring them. Our student needs our urgent support to raise another two thousand dollars to meet his goal of five thousand dollars by February 1st, 2023. The principal, the assistant principal and the school, they're not the bad guys here. The bad guys here are the cartels, the coyotes, that blackmail and ransom families. This was a kid, a teenage student, who was working to pay off the $5,000 he owed the cartels for bringing him to America. He came from Mexico, got all the way up to Providence, Rhode Island. The other bad guys here are the Biden administration. Had they actually not just opened up the border, this wouldn't be an issue. This type of thing would be disincentivized. And these stories wouldn't be as widespread as they are. That's it for me. I'm going to take a 23-hour break. I will be back here tomorrow on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Should have a special guest. Mayor President Josh Guillory is scheduled to be in tomorrow. Hope he can make it. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email Joe at RedState.com. Shannon is off sides as usual. Andy's in the studio today here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL, stick around. Should be good.